You're more likely to see Taylor Swift on the cover of Vogue magazine than you are any guitar magazine. But maybe it's time that Taylor's guitar playing gets the credit that it's due. On today's show, you'll be learning 10 overlooked and off-the-radar guitar lessons from none other than Taylor Swift. Hey, TAC family, welcome to episode 231 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. Today on the show, you'll be learning a superhero level mindset that will extinguish any symptom of a guitar rut you ever experience. And you're gonna learn it from TAC family member and Acoustic Tuesday watcher, Alan. Plus, you're gonna see what guitar lick the TAC family is working on today. It's a really cool guitar lick in the key of D that's entitled Call and Response. And you'll see why here in just a little bit. Plus, your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits, which includes the most soulful voice you'll ever hear, the most mojo-infused guitar you'll ever see and hear, and of course, much, much more. But first, let's look at Taylor Swift's approach to the acoustic guitar. While Taylor Swift is known more as a singer and songwriter, I do believe her approach to the acoustic guitar is worthy of study. Because when she plays solo and it's just her and a guitar, that guitar has to carry a lot of weight and fill a lot of space. And she does a masterful job at it. In fact, so much so that I have 10 lessons that I wanna share with you. Some from the songwriting world, but quite a few from the guitar world. Now, as we get into this, I'll be referencing some videos and some songs. And if for whatever reason you don't see any of those clips, it's simply due to copyright issues. I did my best to clear everything, but in case something fell through the cracks and you don't see it, I just wanna first say I'm sorry, and second, I just wanna let you know it is because of copyright. With all that being said, let's dig in. Lesson number one is peaks and valleys. Taylor is a master of dynamics when it comes to guitar. Whenever she plays solo and it's just her and a guitar, she controls the dynamics of her guitar playing so incredibly well to reflect what's going on in the song. If it's a quiet, sensitive part, the guitar matches. If it's the chorus or a more excited part, the guitar matches. Here's a great example of her playing the song, The Man. Every conquest I had made would make me more of a boss to you. I'd be a fearless leader. I'd be an alpha type. When everyone believes you. What's that like? I'm so sick of running as fast as Taylor Swift guitar lesson number two, the powerful palm mute. I just mentioned that Taylor is a master of dynamics when it comes to the acoustic guitar. And one of the ways that she achieves such a wide range of dynamics is using palm muting, where you take the meaty part of your picking hand and subtly mute the strings. It allows the strings to still speak, but gives them a completely different texture. Now, I wanna show you an example here in a moment, but first, let me play something for you. That song that you just heard, The Man, she uses palm muting over the C chord, the G chord, back to the C chord, and the A minor. And it sounds something like this. I don't do the exact strumming pattern that she does, but the idea is there. Using palm muting to punctuate what she's singing and also add that extra texture and that other layer, that other level of dynamics. Here's an example. I would be complex. I would be cool. They say I played the field before I found someone to commit to, and that would be okay. Lesson number three is passion for percussion. 
I've seen Taylor do this on numerous occasions where she's singing the chorus of a song and she'll use percussive strums on her acoustic guitar to almost emphasize what she's singing, kind of adding an exclamation point. Here's what I'm talking about. It's just a very quick percussive strum, but it adds great effect. And again, it almost is another texture, another layer of dynamics. When you think about this, it's just a voice and a guitar. So the more varied approach you have to guitar, whatever rhythm technique you're using, the more interesting the song will be. And as I mentioned before, Taylor does this to a masterful degree. Here's an example of that percussive strum. Taylor Swift guitar lesson number four, it's all about the bass. Yes, Taylor strums chords. Yes, she uses palm muting. Yes, she uses percussive strums, but she also adds dimension to her playing by adding bass lines, oftentimes descending bass lines over the same chord. I'll play for you an example and then we'll actually see Taylor do it. This adds wonderful dimension to her playing and adds another layer. It's like having a bass player without a bass player being there. Now, Taylor by no means is the only one that does this technique. However, if you watch her play acoustic guitar when she sings and just plays guitar, this technique is present almost every single time, specifically on the intros to tunes. Here's an example. so on and so forth. Here's Taylor doing that exact same thing. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks waking me up. I get drunk, but it's not enough cause the morning comes and you're not my baby. Taylor Swift lesson number five, own the offbeat. This has to do with a specific strumming pattern that Taylor uses quite a bit that emphasizes the offbeat. It carries great rhythmic momentum, and this isn't just a single example kind of thing. I've been watching a lot of Taylor Swift videos, and she uses this strumming pattern quite a bit. Again, because I think it carries this wonderful rhythmic momentum. Now, my guitar is tuned really oddly for the next lesson you're about to learn. I prematurely tuned it. Um, but what I want you to focus on here is the strumming pattern that I use. It's counted like this. One, two, and, and four, and. One, two, and, and four, and. And I'm emphasizing that and of two. It kind of creates this, this drive. Here's the example. Now, if you're more of a pick stroke type of, of, of learner, meaning you, you like to know what direction the pick goes, it would be like this. I'll do it slowly. Down, down, up, up, down, up, down, down, up, up, down, up. And you can hear that I'm emphasizing that first upstroke. Down, down, up, up, down, up. It's a great technique that Taylor uses. Here's an example of her playing that exact same strumming pattern. I would. Taylor Swift guitar lesson number six, and this one comes from left field, resonate with open tunings. 
I never thought Taylor Swift used open tunings. She does, and she uses a very interesting one, at least the example that I found. This is a song called Call It What You Will, I believe, and the tuning she's using, to the best of my knowledge, is something along the lines of C, A, C, G, A, C, low to high. It's a beautiful tuning, and she's using this wonderful single string fretting technique and strumming the whole tuning, showing that you can get a lot of sound by just fretting one single note in an alternate tuning. Here's the pattern that she's kind of following, and then I'll show you the actual song. I don't play it exactly like Taylor because I don't know if you know this, but I'm not Taylor Swift. But here she is playing that exact same song. My castle crumbled overnight. I brought a knife to a gunfight. They took the crown, but it's all right. All the liars are calling me one. We're gonna switch gears a little bit for lesson number seven. We're gonna start to focus on Taylor Swift's songwriting prowess. It's very tough to say three times fast, or even two times fast, or if you're me, even one single time. Lesson number seven is get to work. I don't think Taylor Swift has any idle time. I think that's a choice she makes. She's writing songs constantly. It seems like she's constantly recording. And here's a little bit of some insight as to what she did when the pandemic first started. Note, she didn't just sit around, she got to work. During this, the, the, the pandemic, uh, well, we did whatever we could, but you put out five albums, a documentary, <laughs> and you won a Grammy. So, I mean, I think you overshot. <laughs> Taylor Swift, lesson number eight, twice is nice. Now, this comes from the songwriting end of the spectrum, and you may or may not know this, but Taylor Swift has been re-recording music that has already been released, her own music, because she was not able to obtain the rights to her own music. Kind of an odd music business thing that she'll explain here in a bit. But what I love about this is her attitude. In short, she's basically saying, well, if I did it once, I can certainly do it again, and I could probably do it again better. She says it a lot better because, well, she's the one doing it. Here she is. I made it very clear that I wanted to be able to buy my music. That opportunity was not given to me and it was sold to somebody else. And so I just figured I was the one who made this music first. I can just make it again. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> Taylor Swift's songwriting lesson number nine, be a hoarder. First and foremost, I do not think Taylor Swift is an actual hoarder. I just want to get that out there. But I do know that she saves old songs, and that's what I'm referring to here. She seems to have this bank of old songs. Whether they made a record or not, she holds on to them. In fact, as she's been re-recording her music, she's been plunking in some of these songs that were either never recorded or never made an album. Pretty cool to have that backlog. Here she is talking about it. And in the process, I've, I've dug up these songs that I wrote along the way that didn't make the album because I, I thought 
I, I want to save this for the next album. Um, but then I, the next album would just be a completely different thing. So yeah. I'd be like, well, what's going to happen to that? Um, and, and it turns out this, it's an opportunity for me to go back and re-record all the music that was on the original album and then what I'm really excited about is these songs that no one's ever heard before that, was, that were supposed to be on that album. And I, I'm Here we are on the final Taylor Swift lesson and I saved the best for last. Taylor Swift lesson number 10, be a guitar geek. Yes, I've been looking at a lot of videos of Taylor Swift. I've seen a lot of interviews. I've seen a lot of pictures and she has a wide ranging offering of guitars. She's got Gibsons, she's got Taylors, beautiful Koa, different colors, maybe some match with outfits, I don't know. But she's very clearly a guitar geek because she has quite a few guitars. All right, I've got a question for you. Actually, a couple of questions. Do you dig Taylor Swift? Do you not dig Taylor Swift? Do you have a favorite song? Are there any techniques that she uses in her guitar playing that you enjoy using in your own acoustic guitar playing? Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. Now it's time to have a look and see at what the Tack family is working on today. It's an awesome guitar lick in the key of D and I'm about to show it to you. But first, a little background. Every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we rotate through the five essential categories of guitar improvement. On Mondays, there's a technique challenge, Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge, Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge, and Fridays, a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday, the Tack family is working on a guitar lick, and here's exactly what they're working on. It's Tuesday. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge for today is entitled Call and Response. This is a lick in the key of D, and it's an extremely fun fingerstyle lick that really exposes a repeated motif that you can use to compose and create on your own. I'm going to go ahead and play it for you, and what I want you to pay special attention to is the very first portion of the lick. And then a little bit later, we'll break it down and I'll show you some other uses for it. So first things first, let's listen to it. really fun lick. It's got almost some Celtic uh, influence. It has a, um, what's the Zeppelin tune that Jimmy Page stole? One of the Zeppelin tunes that they stole. Ah, uh, shoot. Anyways, I'll think of it. As I'm going through, if I think of it, I'll, I'll shout out. Black Mountainside, I think. I think. Anyways, um, <laughs> for those of you wanting to learn this note by note, uh, Tag Fam, please just log in. This is your daily challenge. Click Start Challenge. You'll go right to the teaching video. And then once you get it under your fingers, move along to the play along video where you can pick a speed that's comfortable for you. And don't forget to bring up the tab. Click that icon in the lower right hand corner. This way you can pull up the tab right next to the video. So I think you can now see why this lick is entitled call and response because we're using the same motif but landing on a different note. And that's really the underlying thing that I want you to take away. Yes, you can, you can play this lick till your heart's content. It's a really fun one to play. It also uh, exposes something else that I'll, that I'll uh, bring your attention to. But ultimately, what I want you to start listening to as you're playing and learning other things is, can I repeat this and end it on a different note? 
Uh, that could be any lick, any series of notes. Just change that last one and see if it still works. Think of it as a, a musical statement with a different punctuation mark. Maybe you use a question mark, maybe you use a period, maybe you use an exclamation point. That's what I want you to kind of think of those different notes as, those ending notes. Case in point, this particular lick right here, you could repeat the first part of it on and on and on, and it kind of creates this wonderful ping pong effect. It almost has some rhythmic drive. Here's how that would sound. Kind of got caught in the hypnosis of it all, but I think you get the idea that this can be repeated and almost create this, this sense of rhythmic push. And it's very interesting. So that's one of the things I wanted to highlight with this. The second thing that I wanted to highlight is that whenever you're holding down a chord, please be aware of what you have access to. What I'm holding down here is just the, the two strings of a D chord. I'm just playing the, the D, the G, and the B string. And I'm kind of modifying my normal D chord shape so that it just includes the index and the middle finger. Well, that gives me access to a ton of notes. I mean, we have a ton of notes at our disposal right there. just gives you some options. You know, you have this wonderful little phrase that's pretty quick, and then you have these other landing notes. And that's what I was talking about with different, with different um, uh, punctuation at the end of a musical phrase. Some of those worked, some of those didn't, but the whole point is to understand what you have access to while you're playing something. You know, one of the things that I, I probably should have mentioned is, is this is a fantastic way to end a song, especially with this... Um kind of flowery D chord. It's just a C chord shape moved up uh, two frets. Anyways, that's, that's not the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make is when you're holding down a chord, when you're holding down anything, see what you have access to with your free fretting fingers. The fretting fingers that don't have an obligation to hold down a note of the chord. Because chances are you can pull out some really cool ideas, some really cool melodies, just simply by holding down a chord and, and seeing what's available to you. Okay, well, I wanna get back to the Acoustic Tuesday show. This was a whopper of a lick and something that I really hope starts to create some aha moments for you as you're playing other things. I hope that it, you start to look at things just a little bit differently. It's extremely important for your growth. And speaking of growth, one of the things that I wanna encourage you to do when you sit down to play the guitar is be uncomfortable. Tell them what the hell are you talking about? I want you to sit in your most favorite comfortable chair. I want you to have a, a drink, a cup of coffee that makes you feel comfortable. But when it comes to working on something, when it comes to playing something, I want you to push yourself outside of your comfort zone just a little bit because that's when true growth happens. When you show up regularly, when you have a consistent guitar routine and you take into account pushing yourself outside your comfort zone just a little bit each and every time, you will be amazed at how that adds up and equates to progress, true progress, truly making you a better player. Why does it feel uncomfortable? Because you've never done it before, and that's a good thing. So fight that urge to go back to the things that make you feel comfortable, fight that urge to go back to the things you know how to play, and sit in that uncomfort, because that's truly what's gonna make you grow as a player. 
I wanna step back in time and visit episode 225 of the show. There was a comment left by Alan Nickel that contains this superhero mindset that will make sure you never, ever, ever experience a guitar rut on your guitar journey. I know it's a little hard to believe, but let me go ahead and read the comment and then we'll dig into it a little bit. Alan says this, Love your show. I'm pretty new, but I'm passionate with the guitar universe. Learning how to play, noodling around, music theory, guitar construction, etc., etc. I have no expectations. Some days I struggle, but sometimes I play better. Bottom line, I stay patient and I'm improving. I'm having so much fun. I can't even play a complete song, but I love learning small bits and building on them. I love to practice and improvise. I'm never bored. The guitar world is vast. New discoveries are endless. Music is medicine for me, and I'm just another guitar geek. Alan, you are a guitar geek indeed, and I wanna thank you so much for leaving that comment because it's inspiring. And there's something hidden within your comment that is this, this superhero mindset that will make sure that you never ever experience a guitar rut ever on your guitar journey, ever. The more guitar geeks you talk to, the more you realize, wow, that guitar rut is something serious. And it is an affliction that all of us guitar geeks have. However, we can avoid it with two specific things. And Alan touched on both of them. Number one, the beginner's mindset. Alan just started his guitar journey. He's very new, but he sees it immediately. The guitar world is vast. There is so much to the guitar world. And here Alan is just pumped to be in it. And he's seeing all these different perspectives within the guitar world. And that's something that I want you to channel. Something very counterintuitive happens the longer you play guitar. And this is something that I'm just realizing actually as I'm talking. When you're new, you enter this amazing world of the guitar and there's so much to explore. But the longer you play, the more your vision starts to narrow and you block out certain aspects, certain exciting and new aspects of the guitar world. And that's what I want you to fight. I want you to try your best to cultivate that beginner's mindset where you discover something new every single time you sit down and play your guitar. And speaking of, that brings me to the second thing that Alan touched on indirectly, but it shows here. And I'm gonna quote his comment. He says, I have no expectations. Some days I struggle, but sometimes I play better. And right there, it reveals that Alan has a consistent guitar routine. Maybe for him, that's only two or three days a week, but it doesn't matter. It's consistent and he's showing up to play. He doesn't have any expectations and some days go better than others. But nonetheless, he will experience progress and that progress is fun because he is showing up on a regular basis. So awesome. And Alan, I just, the enthusiasm just oozes out of your comment. And I wanna thank you so much for sharing that with not only me, but all the guitar geeks that are watching the Acoustic Tuesday show. So again, when you feel like you're headed towards that, when you feel like you might be heading towards that guitar rut, just remind yourself, the guitar world is huge and there's always something new to learn. There's always something new to hear, something new to see, and really seek that out. Because if you do, you'll never experience the guitar rut period, plain and simple, especially when you pair that with a consistent guitar routine. Okay, moving on, there's one more comment I just wanted to, I wanted to share with you. It's just a, it's, a, it's a really fun one. It's from episode 225 again. It was left by John Reed Roberts. He says this, Mr. Policastro, thank you for the introduction to Christina Vane. Wow, what a player and a singer. 
True talent indeed. If I'm not mistaken, she's playing a National Rezzo Rocket in a chipped ivory finish. After purchasing my own National last year, I've been trying to find acoustic slide artists for inspiration. Holy smokes, I've hit the jackpot with Christina Vane. Thank you, Tony. Also, as a side note, I was inspired a couple of years ago to buy a Resophonic guitar after watching Acoustic Tuesday episode 63, a resonator crash course. I really am enjoying my National Raw Steel 12 fret. It is definitely a unique arrow in my quiver of guitars. Thanks again, Tony. Keep up the great work. JR from North Carolina. Just so awesome. Uh, thanks so much for sharing that, JR. Um, and I'm so glad you dug Christina Vane. Uh, the world of slide guitar is vast. I'll recommend a couple of players right now. Uh, Kelly Joe Phelps, uh, Rory Block is another fantastic player. Um, gosh, I, I, the, there's so many floating around in my head right now. Definitely dig, dig into the Delta Blues. There's a lot of great slide players there. Uh, and of course, for any of you watching who wanna help out JR discover other slide players, go ahead and pop them in the comments below. Um, it would certainly help out not only JR, but well, all of us guitar geeks looking to um, dabble in slide guitar. In fact, next week's episode is based on slide guitar. We'll get there in a moment, but first, I wanna check out a guitar signal from West Covina, California. Yes, we're gonna hop in the Acoustic Tuesday private jet. We're gonna go visit Dustin Nguyen. Nguyen, Nguyen, hopefully I said that right. I, I really try my best to pronounce these names. Um, and uh, we'll say Dustin N in case I am butchering that name. Dustin N is from West Covina, California, and he has a guitar signal he wants to share with us. Here's what's in his guitar signal. A Fender CDN240 SCE guitar. And it just goes to show, you don't have to have a bazillion guitars to have a guitar signal. You can have one single guitar that you truly love and that you play consistently. Bam, Dustin is proof of that. And he's got some pretty snazzy merchandise as well. And you might be thinking to yourself, how do I get one of those awesome Be Nice and Play Guitar hats? How do I get featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show with my guitar snow? Well, let me go ahead and show you how. I wanna to propose to you a win-win-win scenario. I wanna feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Yes, I wanna feature you and your guitar snow, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one, go to tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar snow shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a guitar signal shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it, you can upload your photo, and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool snazzy Guitar Geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. It's time for acoustic news you can use, and I've got a dandy lineup for you today. We're gonna kick things off with a guitar construction crew, an acoustic guitar construction crew. Have you ever wondered what happens when you drop your acoustic guitar off at the repair shop? Well, it's much like Santa's workshop, 
all the little guitar luthier elves start working on your guitar. And I found two rare photographs of this happening. Yes, this first one is a, uh, a guitar construction crew, an acoustic guitar construction crew, repairing a bridge on an ovation guitar that clearly has lifted off. And it really takes a large crew, as you can see there. And this next very rare picture uh, you can see here is uh, that same acoustic guitar roadwork crew working on uh, a fret job on an acoustic guitar. Uh, of course, I'm just kidding. I just thought these pictures were pretty fun. Uh, the next thing I have for you is indeed the most soulful voice I've heard in the last 10, 20 years. Marcus King. I've featured him before on the Acoustic Tuesday show. He played with Billy Strings at Carter Vintage Guitars. They were both playing some stellar old instruments. And I wanted to shine the spotlight purely on Marcus King right now because I found this on Instagram. It was a uh, post by Luck Reunion and they filmed Marcus King playing solo at Arnold's Country Kitchen in Nashville. Let's take a listen to two different songs. Quick little snippets here. The first one is Beautiful Stranger. And immediately you're gonna hear what I'm talking about when I refer to the most soulful voice. But it's one you can't keep, baby. For those of you that like blues, the second song will be right up your alley. This is Marcus King singing The Well, and holy smokes, I gotta tell you, when I heard this, it sent shivers up my spine. When I listened again, the shivers grew stronger. This is a purely magical musical moment. Let's check it out. I've got one more news story for you, and this one takes us back to 1953. I was surfing Instagram. I, I promise that's not all I do, but I do do it because I'm a guitar geek and my entire feed is just guitars. It's like I'm mainlining guitars all the time. Well, this picture crossed my feed and I immediately reversed and just stopped and stared at this picture. It was of a 1953 Gibson Southern Jumbo. It is the most beautifully aged guitar I have ever seen. Plain and, I'm, I'm serious. This is number one, a numero uno, best old guitar I've ever seen. And it's owned by Jared James Nichols. He just welcomed this into his guitar snow. He was looking for a forever acoustic guitar. And I think he did a good job finding this one. It's beautiful, it's checked. It just has this wonderful checking that's, that's slightly discolored and creates this wonderful crackle on the top. I mean, oh, it's just beautiful. You gotta look at it. You might be thinking, I'm glad it looks cool tone, but really how does it sound? Well, leave it up to Jared to go ahead and give us a demo. It's got warm woody tone, it sounds awesome, and again, it looks incredible. Let's give it a listen.
And on those very sweet, fine vintage notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But before I do so, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week on the show, you'll be getting a bit of a technique tune-up. Yes, we're gonna be diving into bottleneck slide guitar. Whether you've played it before, or you've never played slide guitar, next week's show is for you. You're gonna enjoy it because it's gonna unlock this world of pure creativity and fun you may have never experienced on the guitar. I guarantee you by the end of next week's episode, you'll be playing slide. I, I guarantee it. You're gonna do it right alongside with me. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. right here on YouTube. I wanna thank you so much for joining me today, and please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Remember, the guitar world is vast and there is always something to discover. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers and guitar geeks unite.